Good Business, the online membership for female founders, freelancers and women who want to start a business. Welcome to the Good Business Conversations podcast, where we'll be following the journeys of six of our members as they grow their businesses, sharing the highs and lows, real-time decision-making and big wins. This week, we have Renata, a healthy food blogger based in Texas. Renata shares her story behind the business with some awesome tips on mindset and we talk about her big goals. Enjoy! Renata, would you like to introduce yourself and what it is you do? Yes, thank you so much for having me, first and foremost. So I'm Renata from Nourish with Renata, and I am a holistic nutrition coach and healthy food blogger. And I basically, I just love food. So I love sharing recipes with people, especially when they're healthy and delicious. So obviously, no matter what food we come into contact with, we want it to taste really, really good. And I think that's why a lot of people think that when you say the word healthy, they get like, a little bit concerned, like, does that mean I can only have like romaine lettuce for the rest of my life? And so I always want to share with people that no, that's not what healthy means. Healthy means food that makes you feel your absolute best, food that makes you feel energized and full of life so that you can really accomplish all of the goals that you have during the day. And so that's why I love to share all of these healthy and delicious recipes on my blog, on my Instagram and everything else, because I want to help to invite people to change their perspective about healthy food and also get in touch with their bodies, like realizing what foods do make me feel really good, what foods don't make me feel really good, and then figure out how to create a really sustainable lifestyle around nutrition. Yeah, I love that. I love that about what you do and making it like easy and accessible to people as well. Because yeah, I agree, it can be sort of daunting when you say healthy. Um, and I think a lot of people go into phases of diets and then they're not sustainable because it's it's too much. So I like that it's like a lifestyle thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, so how did you get into nutrition, Renata? So it's actually a really interesting story. Um, So right now I have three kids. And when my first was born, her name is Olivia. So she was an infant and she started to have a lot of digestive issues. So obviously when you're a first time mother, you're worried about everything. But that also meant because she wasn't sleeping well, because she had all these terrible tummy pains, that I was even more concerned about what was going on because I knew I had to find some way to fix it. So we took her back to our amazing pediatrician and he listened to all of my concerns, which was amazing. And then he said, well, since you're breastfeeding her, it could be that she's allergic to something that you're eating and that's causing her all of these tummy troubles. So I thought, okay, well, what do we, what do we need to do then? And he suggested, well, there's a couple of options. One is we take some blood tests and we send it off to the labs to get tested so that we can figure out what she's allergic to. But the second option, which is a much faster, is basically you start to remove some things from your diet and see if it helps her. And I was like, okay, well, let's do the one that's faster because, I mean, if Olivia is having all of these stomach issues, that means she's not sleeping well, which also means that I'm not sleeping well, and that's not a good thing. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, he said, okay, well, then let's start removing a couple of things out of your diet one at a time. And he told me something that I will never forget because I really did not know this at the time, but he said that one of the most common allergens for infants is actually dairy, which was such a shock to me because I love cheese first and foremost. I'm like a cheeseaholic. I was like, what? I have to give up cheese? But obviously I did it for my daughter. 
And it was incredible because once I got off of dairy, she didn't have those stomach issues anymore and she was able to sleep better. And that meant that I was able to sleep better. And so it was just such a relief to know that I, that within my control was something that I could do to not only help myself feel better because I wasn't feeling bloated and lethargic and kind of all these things that might come along with, you know, having too much of one thing, but also it impacted my daughter. So it impacted the people around me that I love the most. And so that's when the wheels really started turning for me about how important food is, not just for ourselves, but for everyone that's around us. So at, the, at a similar time, my husband was going through a lot of his own digestive issues. And really the reason was completely different. So I am in Texas. My husband is a Texan, which also means that he strongly believes in basically meat and potatoes. <laughs> but that also meant that he wasn't having a whole lot of fruits and vegetables. So his digestive issues are really from a lack of fiber. And I just remember us being at his parents' house one holiday and he was just curled up on the couch in like the fetal position because his stomach hurt so badly and he could barely move. So I was like, okay, we got to fix this because no one should go through life feeling like that. So I managed to realize that the issue was his lack of fiber. So I was like, okay, what can I do to pack a whole bunch of fiber into him? But it has to taste good, right? So I came up with smoothies and I love smoothies to this day. I'm actually drinking one right now because you can pack so much nutrition into them, so much fiber into them, and you can make them taste like amazing things like chocolate and peanut butter. And who doesn't love that? So managed to get him taking smoothies every single day and he loved them and his digestion got better. And also that meant that he was able to come off of um, high cholesterol medication as well, because that was something else that he suffered with. So overall his health improved, which was amazing. And so really I was like, okay, I can do this. I can make healthier versions of these recipes so that, you know, they're better for us, but they still taste good. And after a while I was making these recipes for all of my family and friends and they would ask me for the recipes. So I was like, like, oh, okay, well, I kind of always wanted to start a food blog because I love food so much. So why not make my food blog about healthy and delicious recipes? And so really, that's how the blog got started. That's amazing. And I love how your face just lights up when you talk about it as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's cool. So before you did the healthy food blog, what, was, um, what sort of roles and things did you do before that? So before I started my business, I'm actually an engineer by trading. So I went to university and I'm a chemical engineer and I actually worked in the oil field until a couple of years ago where I was laid off, which was like a whole nother thing to have to go through. But honestly, when that happened, um, and I've, I've said this story to a couple of people before, but when I was called into the room to be told that I was getting laid off and my manager at the time told me, instead of like um, having what people might consider a normal reaction, like being upset. I actually laughed and I laughed because like, no kidding, a couple of weeks prior, or maybe even longer than that, I was like, universe, just send me a sign about what I'm supposed to do. And then of course, all of that happened. And I was like, well, there's literally no bigger sign than that. Yeah, that's the sign. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. So um, Renata, we met obviously through the Consciousness Collective, which is um, a community of women who are, I want to say like soul searching. So I know that you um, are sort of into that woo-woo stuff and, and so am I. Um, so yeah, and now I know that you were into it when you um, yeah, asked the universe for a sign. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, so what have been some of the biggest challenges that you've faced since you started your blog? 
Yeah, I think one of the biggest ones for me right off of the bat was um, feeling feeling self-conscious about doing stuff with my business because I was worried about what other people would think. So I was a huge people pleaser. Like I didn't want to do anything that would rock the boat. I always just wanted to make sure everyone else was happy at the expense of my own happiness, right? So working on the blog and getting that up and running, it was such a, like a journey for me because I really had to come to grips with the fact that if I wanted to be happy, if I wanted to pursue this food blog or, you know, now what my business entails, I have to also realize that I need to put myself first. It can't just be about everybody else. Although it's often seen as a really honorable thing for mothers to like put their kids first. And that's amazing. But also we can't forget about ourselves. We have to do the things that also help us to feel fulfilled. Yeah. I'm so glad that you've talked about that. Um, because I think that is one of the biggest challenges when you start in a business as a parent, as a mother, um, and I certainly went through that as well when um, when I started my first business, my son was only six months old and it was yeah difficult to know that I needed to do that for myself. But at the same time, you feel guilt for, for like stepping away and, and not giving all of your time to your child. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm glad you've spoke about that. So what about the behind the scenes of your day to day? So I think that it's really an interesting time right now with COVID and everything happening. A lot of us are very much housebound. And what was funny was this was kind of what I was doing before anyway, because I was working from home and looking after my two other kids. So I have twin five-year-old boys. And so they, at the time, were not ready to go to school and they're still not ready quite yet, especially with, you know, the world pandemic as it is. So I do homeschool them as well as work on my business. So oftentimes It'll be spending some time with them in the morning, doing like numbers and letters and reading and that kind of thing. And then after they have lunch, I do what I call quiet time, which is really like my time so that I can work on my business and take calls with clients and work on the blog and write recipes and that kind of thing. So I often do that until it's time to pick up my oldest from school. And then after they get back, we'll have snacks. Then they'll, you know, kind of do their homework and then I'll get a little bit more time to work as well as after they go to bed. So it's kind of broken up a little bit. And one of the things that I'm learning too, as I kind of continue to progress my business is that I just need to have better boundaries because otherwise I'll just stay up all night working on stuff for my business because I just never feel like I'm caught up or where I think I should be. But I think it's so important to remember that we need to have the rest. We need to have the time away from our businesses as well so that we don't get burned out. Yeah, definitely. Boundaries is it's mega important. Um, I we were talking about, about it actually on last week's podcast with Roxanne um, because it's something that I've had to really work on, like turning my emails off, um, on a like my notifications off on a Friday night, and not looking at them again on a Monday because there's been occasions where I've received like emails that have sort of rocked the boat a little bit on a weekend, and and you've you've seen it then, so you can't not think about it. Um, so do you have any tips for setting boundaries and, and figuring that out? I think that I think one of my best tips is just to have self-care because for me, that's when I fill my cup back up. And so whatever that looks like to everybody else, like I know for me yesterday, I got a massage, which was amazing. I love massages or even just like taking a hot bath at home or having some time where you can just read a book that you really want to read or have a cup of tea, like something that 
makes you feel like, ah, this is just for me. So I think it's super important for everyone to kind of figure out what that is, but then also take dedicated time each week to do the thing. Cause I think it's really nice to say, oh yes, I like to, you know, have a hot bath, but I would never have a hot bath because I would always be like, oh, I got to like clean the tub afterwards or, you know, whatever. But so I wouldn't actually do it, but it's so important for us to take that time to really care for ourselves. Then we fill our cups back up and then we can put that energy back into our families and to our businesses. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was going to ask you about your self-care routine a bit further along, but um, we'll talk about it a little bit more here. Um, so what other, what other self-care rituals do you have that, that help you? Yeah, so first thing in the morning, I like to get up and do my morning affirmations and my meditation. And I actually do it while walking. So one of my favorite, favorite things to do is just get out into nature and just walk while I'm literally listening to the affirmations or the morning meditation on my phone because I feel like it just grounds me it just like clears my head and I just feel like my mood is a lot better throughout the day after I've done that so I've been doing that particular routine for probably like a couple of months now and it makes me just feel so good it makes me feel like I'm in control of the day as opposed to like waking up when your alarm goes off and the kids need to be at school in 20 minutes and you're rushing around, you know? Um, so I love having literally like 30 to 45 minutes for myself in the morning so I can just focus on what makes me feel good. And for me, it's, it's saying all these amazing affirmations to remind myself that I'm awesome, basically. Um, and then doing um, a morning like visualization so I know where I'm going to because I think sometimes we forget that we're in control of where we want to go. And it's important for us to kind of really visualize that so we, we have a clear idea every single day what we're moving towards. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I love that. And the Miracle Mornings are an absolute game changer, aren't they? I yes. just got back into it after a long break. Um, I've not been able to do it as well, um, you know, during lockdown. And um, yeah, I, it is such a game changer. I started doing it as soon as my son went back to school and... I just noticed the difference in myself already. Um, so if anyone is wondering, um, what's the, the book? Is it by Hal, Hal Elrod, uh, Miracle right. Morning? Yeah, I'll link it in the show notes, but it is such an amazing book. And I read it back in um, January and started doing the Miracle Mornings then. Um, but obviously then stopped around March time. And I was gutted really because I loved it. Um, it does recommend you get up at 5am, doesn't it? Do you do 5am, Renata? I do 5.30. I feel like 5.30 doesn't sound as like shocking to the system. So 5.30 has been working for me so far. Yeah, I do 5.30 as well. Sometimes 6. Sometimes 6. I can still fit all in if I do 6 o'clock. Um, but I do, yeah, I like to have the hour of um, affirmations and everything else. And then a bit of like a, a break after that before, you know, the day starts. Otherwise it just gets a bit lost on me if the day I has to immediately start after doing all this wonderful stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's such a game changer. Hey, I am interrupting this podcast to give you a little bit of an insight about what good business is. We are an online community for female founders, freelancers and startups. We exist to share knowledge through online events and resources from industry experts at an affordable rate. We're a sisterhood of ambitious and supportive women at all different stages in their entrepreneurial journey, from ideas to full-scale growth. 
Our doors are open for new members now, so head to the link in the show notes to find out more. Now let's get back to the podcast. So what have your biggest wins been so far? So far this year or just in your journey of um, healthy food blogging? Yeah. So, okay. Wow. That's such a great question. So, ooh, there's been so many amazing opportunities. So one of them, um, there is a local frozen yogurt store here in Houston and they approached me to create a special mango sauce just for their frozen yogurt. Um, so that's been something incredible to create a signature sauce for them, you know, bring it into their stores and then have them ask for me to cre- continue to make it on a somewhat regular basis. So that's been really, really cool to have like a, literally a product for a completely different business and like people are going there to try it. And what's even cooler than that is like when I've been at the store and told people about it and they try it, like the look on people's faces when they try some food and they're like, whoa, that tastes so good. That's like the best feeling in the world. <laughs> oh, I bet, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah. Um, And then, you know, I'm doing one-on-one nutrition coaching as well, which has been such an amazing game changer, not just for my clients, but actually for me as well. So I've loved being able to see my, my clients progress. And I think so often it's hard for us to make note of how far we've come without purposefully reflecting or having someone help us to reflect back on the progress that we've made. So like I've had so many clients that have lost like inches and pounds and you know, that's, that's amazing. That's so, so good. But even better than that, they have more energy. They know what foods work for their bodies. They know how to cook more meals in the kitchen so they don't get bored. So that's been like so amazing to see them almost blossom. So they really come out of their shells and they're like, I, I have a handle on myself and my health and wellness journey. And I know exactly what I need to do to continue on a really sustainable path for myself. Yeah. What I love about you, Renate, is how passionate about uh, what you do you are. Like, and it, it doesn't sound um, like it's a chore at all. Like any, anything to do with your business is a chore. It just sounds like you love every part of it which is awesome. Um, but I think I have a feeling that you like that about everything in your life. You're a very <laughs> positive person. So yeah, I try. I do try. I mean, definitely there are things that I'm working on. And, you know, one of the things I did want to bring up a little bit was, you know, one of my biggest challenges is what people might have heard of as the money mindset. So this is something, if you've never heard it before, basically we have all of these limiting beliefs based upon things that we've experienced in the past. And it can be about a myriad of things, but more specifically what I'm speaking about is money. So um, especially when I started my own business, I was like, oh man, like I got to like make sure I'm a competitive price for you know, other people in the market or, or like provide tons of discounts and all this other stuff. And that can be helpful when you're starting out because you want to get more people like to know you and everything like that. But also right now with where I am in my business, I don't want to be selling myself short. And I think one of the things that I've realized is it's not necessarily about the money of the course or the money related to the coaching program. It's really about the value that I have to offer. And so that's what I wanted to bring up because I think it's so important for, you know, other fellow women business owners who often have these money mindset 
issues just like myself is that sometimes we're like, oh, well, like I got to be the cheapest out there, but it's not about that. It's actually not about the money. It's about the incredible value that we bring to people and to how we can impact their lives. Yeah, I think that's something that um, I've definitely struggled with in the past. Um, when I first started my membership, I priced it way too too low. I mean, some people tell me it's too low still. Um, but I one of my biggest values is affordability and accessibility. And I believe that all women should have access to community and to knowledge. And it shouldn't be sort of based on how much they can afford. So I always try and give back in certain ways. Um, but yeah, at, at first I priced myself so low because I was like, well, these are my values. How can I price myself any higher? But then when I was thinking about the, um, I, I was selling myself short. And um, sometimes as well, pricing yourself too low can go so against you because people can look at it and think, oh, well, I'm not getting, um, you know, this person isn't as good as this person because they're cheaper. Also, if people are investing a large sum of money, you're more likely to get more from them. Because um, when I first did my membership, there was a lot of people who came and went very quickly because they probably didn't delve in because it was only $6.99 a month. Um, and they just thought, oh, well, it's, you know, I don't even notice this money going out of my bank account. So I'm not going to put my energy into this. And I suppose that's the same with um, coaching around food if if people you know if it's nothing to somebody then they're not going to put the effort in are they to, to get the results that they want so yeah. I think yeah money mindset is is such an important thing and you can if you dive deep into it there's there's some amazing courses and amazing books on it um, and I think yeah diving deep into it can be a shocking thing to realize what your actual thoughts around money are and yeah. um, you don't quite realize so yeah I'm glad you brought that up yeah for sure yeah so have you got have you got any sort of tips for um for money mindset and how to kind of charge what you wear yeah I think that's such a good question so one of the first things that I did which was very very eye-opening for me was just to write down all of my limiting beliefs about money and mm -hmm. I think it's a little bit difficult to get started. So like for anyone that wants to try this out, think about how did you and your parents speak about money in the home? Cause I know for me, it was like, Oh, we don't talk about how much money people make because that's rude or disrespectful. So it's important to kind of just get all those ideas out and note that we're not like judging ourselves. We just want to write all these things down. And what we're doing when we do that is we're making ourselves more self-aware because when we are aware of something happening, then what we can do if we don't like it is we can change it. Mm -hmm. So once you've written down all of these limiting beliefs around money, then go back and figure out how can I, how can I make that particular limiting belief a more positive or a more productive belief? So, you know, one of the common ones, I think, and it's definitely one for me is I can't homeschool my kids and have a successful and profitable business at the same time. And I think right now with COVID, everyone's probably a little bit in that boat too, but that's not productive. It's not a productive thought. It's definitely not a positive thought. So, you know, once you go back into your notes, you can cross out that belief and you can write a new one. So my belief is now, and I have to work on it every single day and read my better beliefs every day is I can be an amazing mother and an amazing business owner. 
Like there's literally nothing stopping me from believing those things except for me. So I want to just highlight to everybody, it's possible to change these limiting beliefs. It does, it does take work, but it's going to be so worth it in the end. And then in terms of charging what you're worth, I would actually recommend, because this was something that was kind of given to me recently, is basically just raise your prices. Like whatever your prices are, just go ahead and raise them to the point where you're uncomfortable. Because more than likely, that is where you should be at, at the very minimum. So I've literally had so many people say, like, just raise your prices, just raise your prices. And even if you feel like, well, I don't know if anyone's going to buy it at that price. Like just remove that thought from your head. It's not about the price. It's about the value. It's about what you bring because who you are or who I am or who anyone is, is beautiful and unique and wonderful. And someone out there is going to resonate with exactly what you're saying. And they're going to be like, I'm in no matter what the price is I'm in because of you. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. Um, one thing that uh, one of my sort of money, um, bad money thoughts was money doesn't grow on trees. My parents used to always say that when I was a kid. And now I almost say it all the time to Frankie. And I'm like, no, money, if I want money to grow on trees, money grows on trees. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think, yeah, flipping your thoughts is an, an amazing tool to, to getting rid of those negative money beliefs and beliefs about anything, really, limiting beliefs. So, yes. So, Renata, big goals. I know you've got some big goals, so I can't wait to hear them. Yeah, so one of my biggest goals is to have my own hardcover cookbook. And so anyone who's a foodie or loves food or loves, like, any kind of TV show about food, like all of those celebrity chefs or chefs have a cookbook. And so this has been a dream of mine for a long, long time. And literally it wasn't until it was one of the calls, I believe with the consciousness collective where they asked the question, what would you do if nothing was holding you back? And literally the first thing that came to my mind was to write my own cookbook. And I was like, well, why wouldn't I do that? That's kind of crazy that I haven't even allowed myself to do it yet. So from that moment on, I was like, that's it. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to write my own cookbook. So I've literally been, um, well, what was really funny was I think like the following week I was speaking to another woman and she was like, oh, you know, I really wish that there was a cookbook where, you know, they had for every single day, they listed out what you would make and like the shopping list and all this other stuff. And I kid you not, like before that call, I was like, you know what? I figured out what my cookbook cookbook is going to be about. It's going to be like a 30 day meal plan. And I'm going to give everyone the recipes and the shopping list for every week. And it's going to be easy and healthy and delicious. And then when I spoke to this particular woman, she just confirmed it. Like she confirmed that the idea was right. And I was like, that's it. I'm doing it. So I've literally been working on meal plans every single week for the last month. I've spoken to a lady who helps people with self-publishing. So that's super exciting. And she was telling me about a particular publisher where they have relationships with some of the bigger bookstores like Barnes and Noble or even like Amazon. I mean, that would be incredible. I mean, how cool would it be if you saw your book on a bookshelf in Barnes and Noble or on Amazon, you can just buy my cookbook there. So that's one of my biggest, scariest, hairiest goals. And I'm right now working on it. And what's been really interesting is now that I've kind of said it and put it out into the universe, it doesn't seem so scary anymore. I mean, yes, it's new, Yes, it's exciting and sometimes nerve wracking, but it's like, it's actually not as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah. And completely doable as well. Like, yeah. 
So when are you going to do it by Renata? So my goal is to have it all finished and written by the end of this year. And then I'll be publishing and doing all the promotional and marketing stuff next year um, to have it out by the 1st of August. Awesome. That's amazing. Watch out, guys. Uh, yeah, I love that. Have you got any other big goals that you'd like to share or is that the main one? Um, that is one of the main ones. Yes. I mean, I think with every business owner, we probably have some kind of revenue or profit goal. And so I'm definitely working towards a really, really big number right now. Um, so my ultimate goal would be to have a hundred thousand dollar business, which I think for a lot of business owners, we kind of see a hundred thousand dollars and that's like the sweet spot. That's what we're aiming towards. And so for me, I'm like, Oh my gosh, if that could happen, that would be like a dream come true. But also I'm like, maybe I shouldn't limit myself. Like maybe I should be like a $10 million business. Like why, why think small, think big. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think double it, triple it. Yeah. <laughs> I think you'll get there sooner than you think, Renata. Um, and yeah, I'm so glad that you've got the ball rolling with the um, the book idea because obviously last time we spoke, it was just like a, a fleeting comment, kind of like, yeah, this is what I want to do. And now like you're actually doing it. So amazing I can't wait to follow the journey and actually like yeah see the book on it on a shelf or on Amazon thank you so of course the whole concept of this uh, podcast is that we will meet every six weeks and follow along with your goals and your tasks and everything that you're doing to get you to the goals so where can we expect to see you in six weeks time Let's see. So in six weeks time, what I'm hoping for is a massive shift in my business financially. So I've just gone through the process of raising all of my coaching package prices and actually minimizing the number of packages that I'm doing um, so that it's much more pointed. So I'm much more clear as to who I'm serving and who I want to help. Um, as opposed to trying to make myself fit into what other people would expect a nutrition coach to be. So I think that's really important to have a lot of clarity around what you're doing. So I'm hoping to have, actually, I shouldn't say I hope, I should just say, I'm going to have a massive shift in my business in terms of the finances. And I'm very excited about it. I'm working with a new business coach and she is like pushing me outside of my comfort zone in the best way. So I'm loving all of that. I'm loving soaking up the knowledge and just like getting comfortable with being uncomfortable a lot cool well, I'm excited to see um, where you are in six weeks time I'm sure you will have uh, smashed that <laughs> so let's move on to the quick fire round Renata what is your number one resource this month Ooh, my number one resource has to be anything on the google like apps so like google sheets google docs the google drive that's been like a lifesaver for taking stuff off of my laptop and just putting it into the cloud. So it frees up space, but also that's how I share my meal plans with my clients. That's how I, you know, share photos and recipes with, I'm working with an app called Vita. And so they're going to be showing my recipes starting in December. So it's going to be part of their kind of membership through their app. So you'll get exclusive recipes from me that has been made especially for them, dependent on like whatever you like to eat or whatever your particular health and wellness goals are. So it's going to be like a huge myriad of different recipes. So anything on the Google Drive, on the Google Apps has been like completely life-changing for me so that I can access it anywhere as well. So from my phone or from my laptop and be able to share it with tons of people that need to get it. Um, 
advice for somebody who is wanting to start a business in nutrition and food? Yeah, I think that I think that my best advice is, and it might not be necessarily just for people that want to um, get into nutrition, but it's for anyone that has a desire in their heart. I just feel like you should do the thing that you would do if no one was going to pay you. Like, I know we've been talking a lot about money, but, and obviously we want people to pay you for doing what you do. But what I would love to see is more people doing what they love as opposed to doing what's going to make them money. And I think that when we approach things from the standpoint of, I would do this even if no one paid me anything, just because I love to help people or I love to do this or I love to do that. That's when we're no longer like putting out into the universe that we're searching for money. Like we're trying to find all the money, find all the money. It's like, we're really just here to help other people. And because we're providing all of that value, then the universe is coming back to us and saying, here, have some money. I literally love everything that you say. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm your number one fan. (laughs) so one of the questions was self-care ritual but we touched on that before so we'll hop on to the final one Renata and I love this question what is currently pushing you outside of your comfort zone well I think that what I've been super blessed with in the last few months is so many incredible female entrepreneurial communities one of which is the Consciousness Collective. Another one that I'm in is called the Chillionaire Club, which I love because they're all about balancing life with business and not that hustle culture. So I cannot recommend them enough. But they've literally been pushing my boundaries in terms of getting uncomfortable, raising my prices, putting myself out there more, speaking about my, you know, my packages instead of kind of holding it close to the vest. So they've really pushed me to be just more forthwith when it comes to what I do and why it's important to me. Um, Because I think I held that back a lot because I was once again, afraid of what people would think or be like, Oh, should I be doing this? Like having that imposter syndrome, like, do I really know what I'm doing? And I think we all kind of struggle with that, but I think it takes practice. I think it takes us putting ourselves out there over and over and over again until we like build that muscle so that it doesn't feel so uncomfortable anymore. And we're just like telling the world that we're here and we're going to give our best shot to everything that we're going to do. Wow. Yeah. Um, Thank you so much, Renata. You have shared so many gems and golden nuggets of information and positivity and motivation so I cannot wait to carry on hearing from you and following your journey so thank you so much for being on the podcast Renata thank you so much for having me this is so fun because I love the whole idea of this podcast like when you mentioned it to me about really following people's journeys which is oftentimes overlooked this is like a real life example. This is literally what is going on in my business or in any of the other women's businesses, how we're dealing with challenges, how we're dealing with struggles and how we're celebrating our wins. And I can think of nothing better to listen to. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I'm so glad that we, yeah, that I've got everybody on board and that we're putting this out there because like I said in the trailer, I am a massive podcast junkie, but I always feel like, yeah it's always these women who have got where they want to be which is amazing but I want to hear like the grit and the rawness and 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 the things that might not have gone right and actually how you dealt with that and then the the wins and in here you know how happy and ecstatic you are in that moment I think that's so important and so inspiring for for women to listen to so I'm really pleased that yeah we've got you on board 
Thank you. I'm just amazed that you came up with the idea. I'm like, that's genius. <laughs> well, you know me, genius. <laughs> of Thank course. You. <laughs> You're welcome. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Business Conversations. Be sure to follow Renata's journey on Instagram. I will leave her link in the show notes. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you could leave us a review and that would really help us grow and get this out to more women. And if you enjoyed it, share it with a friend who you think would enjoy it too. See you next week.